Welcome to the Postpartum University Podcast, where we support you and your provider in understanding the science, the art, and the sacredness of healing after birth. I'm Miranda Bauer, your host, your postpartum nutrition specialist and homesteading mom with four wild kids. It's time to get you the holistic whole body healing that works. Welcome to the Postpartum University Podcast. Guess what? I am not Miranda. I'm Lillian, and I am here celebrating the 50th podcast episode, and we have an incredible show today to celebrate. We decided to collect a couple of questions from you guys, the podcast listeners, and some of the questions are quite personal, but it's well worth listening into. With that being said, I'm going to pass things over to Miranda. So excited. Thank you, Lillian. This is incredible. We are here celebrating our 50th episode. Like how, how incredible is, is that? Like, I'm just, I'm mind blown and I appreciate so many of you being here and listening in. And I thought, you know what, let's just make this episode about you all, right? Because we're talking about all the serious things about postpartum And I want to kind of liven things up a little bit. So I had the opportunity to ask you, our listeners, what do you want to know about me? What do you want to know about postpartum? And I'm actually, I was really surprised at the things that you would like to know about. So (laughs) I'm excited to dive into those questions. I will tell you, I did have a chance to sneak peek at these, but I have not had an opportunity to like pre-plan. Like I was just, I really just looked at these. So I'm I'm excited. I'm that's that's all I gotta say. So let's let's do this, Lillian. I love it. Awesome. So we're gonna start with our first one from Molly. And Molly wants to know how do you navigate the wild world of health? There are so many this and that out there. So tell me, how do you navigate? Oh my gosh. This is an incredible question. And when I'm looking at all of the things, and there's so many things, right? I will tell you when I get on. Pinterest or when I'm on Google or DuckDuckGo, which is where I generally prefer to do my searches, there's a lot of information about any particular topic and Mm -hmm. it's quite overwhelming. And again, you know, if you've been following me for some time, you know, that majority of that information is not supportive or helpful to a postpartum body in the least bit. And so a big part of my knowing and understanding that was simply because of my own experiences and trial and error. And also watching my my clients and their trial and error before they even found me seeing, you know, this diet or this fad or this health thing isn't working, but also, also the understanding that majority of the things are not meant to get to the root issue. Mm. And so that's where I really base everything from. So if I'm, I'm looking at, you know, something on postpartum depression I want to know, is this getting to the root of the the issue? And if it's telling me, oh, well, your hormones are messed up, then I understand that that is absolutely not getting to the root. Well, why are the hormones messed up, right? Mm -hmm. And if I can continue asking why and whatever it is that I'm looking for, searching for is not giving me the answer, then I know that I have to go elsewhere. And that's how I weed out so many things. The other thing that I use to really weed out what is not applicable is that if it doesn't specifically correlate to the unique changes that occur within 
the body during the postpartum period, if it's not accounting for the physiological or psychological changes, it's, it's probably very inaccurate. It might, it might be applicable to somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't necessarily mean it's applicable to moms during this unique phase, right? How we heal is very different than how somebody else would come into this, this space of healing, right? And so those are the two tactics that I use the most frequently that weed out, I would say a good 80% of the junk that's out there. And so if you use that, that technique where you're searching for the root cause and you are specifically looking for articles that are, or, or scientific data or, you know, whatever on the physiological and psychological changes of postpartum, then you're golden. I love that. Yeah, such a great question. I love yeah, that. Yeah, really was. Okay. So our next one's coming from Carly and she said, I've listened to your podcast story on how you became a single mom after birth of your first. And I know that you are married now. And I've always wondered as a struggling with my marriage, mama, did you get back with your partner or did you marry somebody else? Mm. So it's pretty personal. It is, it is, but I appreciate this so much. And it's, it's actually not the first time that I've gotten this. Mm. It's not the first time that I gotten this. So yeah, I'm going to tell all. So for those of you who don't know my experience, I became a single mom when my first son was born. He was six months old and that was a massive part of that was my depression and my anxiety, right? I, I could not function as a human being, let alone a partner. And I was actually we were engaged. We were not technically married yet. And we did split and that split was very final. So I I did end up marrying somebody else as much as we wanted it to work out. There were so many things that made it incredibly difficult. You know, we, we talk a lot about resentment and we talk a lot about not getting enough support And we talk a lot about our inability sometimes to communicate our needs. And all of those things played a dramatic role on both sides for us. And so it was definitely one of the most difficult experiences that I have ever gone through was that split. But probably one of the most freeing things that I have ever done as well. And and I I don't say that lightly. It was incredibly difficult. And definitely wasn't without years of struggle but when my when my son was 3 and a half almost 4 i met my husband my my current husband and we've been married almost 8 years now hmm. and my son's father actually during that time as well met his spouse and they have been married for 7 years so they got married the summer after we got married and we have a very healthy very healthy relationship. We've never had to go through court. We never had to do anything like that. We have always just worked in the best interest of our child. And certainly we have different perspectives. We Mm -hmm. live our lives very, very differently. And I mean, even have different moral beliefs, but we, we always tell my son, like, you are so lucky that you have so many people in your life who love you and have these different viewpoints so you can make the best decision for yourself. Hmm. And he's, he's very open as a 12 year old. He's like, Oh, okay. That's, that's kind of cool. Like <laughs> I get to see both sides of the story. Right. And again, not the easiest thing we have our, our struggles, but yes, it, this is, this is our life and it is, 
it's a pretty good life. I'm not going to lie. I love that. So great well, question, for- Carly. Thank you. <laughs> thanks for sharing that. Another personal question from Jennifer. As a fellow mom of four, I'd like to know how you decided which tasks to delegate and when over time. So for example, did you get an admin for business or a housekeeper for personal first? I'm struggling to decide where and what kind of help would be the most useful for me and would really appreciate your insight. Oh, I love this question. Like, where do you go for support? Okay, first and foremost, first and foremost, before I even had these people in my life for, I do have a housekeeper, I do have a nanny, and I have probably, I I think, seven or eight people on my team for business, right? Between you as my assistant, Lillian, and my podcast manager and my financial analyst, like all of these different pieces. So with that said, the first thing that I did to find support was for my personal life and really connecting in with a group of women who had the same values and beliefs that I did, who was on the same path, right? These were business women who also had children at home who are, and they're just looking at you know, supporting people and serving people. They have a gift, yet they also have a family and they have this life that they're leading. So that was my first thing. That's the first thing that I did because I really, I needed, I needed different perspectives. I needed help. I needed understanding. You know, I needed permission to know that it was okay to have housekeeping, Mm -hmm. that it was okay to have an assistant, that it was okay to have a nanny, right? And so connecting with others who are asking the same questions as I, or maybe even, you know, three or four steps ahead of me was a game changer. And then really looking at my priorities. Yes, I wanted to grow my business, but I did not hire, you know, an assistant or anything like that for my business until quite some time after I first actually hired a nanny because my children where they're my number one priority as I'm sure they are for everyone. But for in my house, it was very important for me to find someone who is going to be able to give a hundred percent of themselves while I was not able to. Mm-hmm. So I am a absolute terrible mom when I'm trying to show up for my children and my business simultaneously. Like I cannot be on my computer in the same room with my kids trying to meet their needs because I just fail at both and I'm pretty awful at it, right? Like I just get frustrated. I can't get my work done. I can't concentrate. I'm trying to get somebody snack. I have to change a diaper. Like I can't focus. I can't concentrate. And then I'm getting frustrated with my children. I'm getting frustrated with my work. It just doesn't work. So I needed to have somebody who is going to be a hundred percent there for them so that I wouldn't have that mom guilt when I stepped away. And I was able to step away knowing that I was going to give my kids the absolute best and then therefore be able to focus my attention on growing my business. Mm-hmm. And then once I, you know, boundaries are really, really important to me. So I don't work more than 20 hours a week in my business. And when I started, realizing, and and I probably waited way too long for this, when I was drowning in my work, let's just be real. When I started (laughs) drowning in my work, 
that's when I decided, you know what, I need somebody else. I need somebody to come in. And I made that decision of who that would be based on how much workload I was having in certain areas. So Mm -hmm. I actually hired a social media person first before I hired an assistant in my business because I I was 50% of my time was creating content and repurposing content. I still create majority of my content. Almost all of my content is straight from me. I just, I produce a lot. I'm very a creative person, but to have somebody else to actually like type it up and put it in these different formats and then schedule those on social media, right? Like that's hours of your time. And so that's where I focus my attention. Where do I not want to show up so much that I'm showing up a lot in? Where could I use the most support? And so when that was taken off my plate, and then I was able to focus more on my clients and, and growing my business, which was amazing, right? And then I, I focused on that, grew again. And then when, you know, I, again, I was drowning, I found something else. Okay, what am I drowning in? Mm-hmm. What is it that I need? And then found somebody to fill that space. And I'm constantly asking those questions every single month. I'm, I'm looking at where do I need the most support? Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's in my personal life, right? Sometimes it's like, I, I had a conversation with my husband about six months ago, where it's like, I can't continue doing all of this driving back and forth to all of these sports. I'm literally living in the car for hours. Mm-hmm. Like we have to do something different. And so we had to look at what our children were doing, it, were, was that necessary for them to do? What was it that they really wanted to do in, in terms of sports and recreation? And then how can we both fill that role so that we're not so overwhelmed, right? And so I'm always looking at like, you know, what's working and what's not and f- how I can get support in the places that I need it most. So I hope that answers your question, Jennifer. Please definitely, if I could dive deeper, you can always contact me later and and ask some more. I'm happy to do that. So I think that's huge too. And you really kind of help break down the facade of I can do it all. You know, as moms, we got to admit, like we need help. And I just love the way that you're looking at that. You know, it's funny that you said that. I remember getting pregnant with my third and I was, I was terrified. Like life with two kids is hard. Like here I am pregnant with a third. What am I going to do? Like hands down all honesty And my husband was like, it's cool. You can do everything. (laughs) Like you can do everything. And it was like that defining moment of my life. And I remember I stood up from the table and I was like, you're right. I can do everything, but I don't want to. (laughs) And like, it was like, I don't want to be superwoman. I don't want to do all of the things like this, just, you know, if you could imagine just like this aha moment and I'm just like, and my husband is just looking at me like, okay, honey, whatever you need. (laughs) Hello, pregnancy hormones. Yes, totally. (laughs) Uh, But it was such a life-changing defining moment for me where I, I really recognized like, you know what? I don't want to do all of these things. Mm -hmm. I don't, it's not okay. It's not how I want to live my life. You know, I love it. All right. Our next question is coming from Elisa. And she said, you've mentioned in a few videos about being Christian, but I've also seen you use words like energy chakras and moon cycles. Can you explain this more? This is a good one. This is so like, (laughs) 
Can we get any more personal than these questions? Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So I am a Christian. I'm a strong Christian. I go to Lutheran church. I am very involved in my church. I, well, I I should say I used to be a lot more involved than we have been recently after the, the pandemic and stuff, but we serve on our church board. Our kids go to a private Christian school. Like we're hands down, very Christian. Mm-hmm. However, however, I strongly believe in energy and chakras and moon cycles. And I, these aren't, these aren't woo kind of topics. These are what I'm talking about here and everything that I present to you in my business is scientifically backed, right? For example, I did an entire training very recently on a trauma detox, right? Detoxing our bodies from trauma. And we talked about how we create, how generational trauma lives within our body, right? And is actually passed down in the structure of our cells, how it lives in our cells and how it does that through the DNA, right? DNA is actually an energetic sensor. It literally has sensors that feel the energy of our environment and therefore makes its shifts accordingly. That is, that is a scientific fact. Chakras are also a scientific fact. We know that there are energetic systems within our bodies, right? Mm -hmm. Everything is energy. Like that's, that's physics 101, right? (laughs) Um, (laughs) So so the things that I'm sharing with you here, and, and I'll, I'll talk about moon cycles as well. Like we know the planetary alignments, you know, astrology is not something that I use to like predict the future. Mm-hmm. It's, it's something that we use to look at the energies of our world. And we know again, on a scientific level, how the moon affects women's cycles, our cycles as women are deeply in, impacted by the cycle of the moon. We are cyclical creatures. Yeah. Um, and not to mention the other things that the moon does, right? And and how it affects the tides and you know, it's so many different things. So I encourage you to look at these pieces as it's not unchristian to look at these and say, you know what? this stone or crystal that I have here is very energetic. It holds certain energetic properties, right? Mm -hmm. These things that I'm talking about or have used in my own life, or you might hear, I use them as a way to connect deeper with God, not put my energy into it and forget about God. And I think that's the big the big question that's oftentimes on people's mind, right? Like if I'm talking about energy and chakras and crystals, which I don't think I've ever talked about before, but I'm just throwing that out there as I <laughs> staring at a crystal on my desk. Cause I love them. They're gorgeous. They're God's creations, right? It's, it's another reminder of all of the things in the world that we are so blessed to have because of God. So I don't know how many people are not going to follow me anymore because I'm sharing this. But again, like, you know, this is, these are my personal beliefs. These are my strong, like, again, I have, a, I read my Bible every single morning. I have my routine. Like I'm my office 
has my prayer book right behind me. And I'm like a picture of Jesus and mother Mary. Like I am a strong Christian, but I also use the tools that God has given us Mm -hmm. and understand the real energy that exists and not only exists, but really helps us transform and be the best versions of ourselves. I love that. That's, that's, that's what I got to share. I mean, we can have an entire podcast episode on it. <laughs> it's true. Well, we have one more question that I have to get to because I just think it's, I can't wait to hear your thought process on this. So last question for today is how would you space your pregnancies? What is the optimal spacing and, or how do you achieve health in your body between pregnancies and feel when your body is ready to carry another baby? And that one's anonymous. So I'm excited to hear what you have to say. (laughs) My word. Okay. I'm, I'm grateful that I don't have to sweat through this one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I, I really feel that this is somewhat of an individual experience, right? The optimal spacing is not going to be some arbitrary number. It should be solely based on how you have felt within your body Mm. and how you have healed from your previous experience and not just your previous pregnancy, but also your postpartum, right? So ideally when we are looking at all the physiological and psychological changes that happen, the average person is postpartum for at least six years when we take into account all of those pieces but I'm, I don't even follow that rule, right? Like I have babies who are two, about majority of my kids are about two years apart. And that was not strategically planned that way. They, <laughs> they all just were, they, all my children were surprises, beautiful oh. blessings, all surprises. I've never planned for a child. <laughs> uh, might as well keep going with the personal things here. Uh, but with that said, like, If you feel that you are in a place that feels emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually stable, then having another baby should absolutely be something on the table if that's what you are wanting. Hmm. And and if, if you're experiencing things like depression or anxiety, or maybe some autoimmune symptom, or you're an autoimmune symptom. I'm talking about consistent gut health issues. I'm talking about fatigue that never goes away, consistent headaches, mood swings, uh, achy joints is a really common one. POTS is another symptom that is coming up. And I'm, I'm using that word symptom because I believe that autoimmune diseases and depression and anxiety and mental health concerns are really all symptoms of a much greater problem, right? We're, and and that's one of the biggest problems in our world is we're always addressing these as, as the actual cause when we're never even getting to the root, but that's another episode. So just really looking at and, and assessing where are you in your body? Like, let's just take an honest view of what's going on. And some of the the best questions you can ask yourself, go to postpartum, postpartum, the letter U.com, our website. And on the homepage, 
there is a, an assessment, a postpartum assessment, take that assessment. There's it's two minutes long. It's 30 questions. It's in depth and asks you about your physical, mental, emotional body. And will help you paint a really good picture of, Hey, are you ready for this? And if you're not how you can get into that place, right? Mm-hmm. Cause that's part of it. I'm never going to say, Oh, here's your things. Like, here's all the things that you want to consider about what's happening within your body. You know, me and my work, like I am all about giving you the tools that you need to really support yourself in that healing. So use that and then come back and, and reassess, like, consistently ask yourself over and over, how can I, how can I feel better? Is this my time? Right? Like let's, you know, I've been working on my migraines. Is that better? If it's not, what else can I do? Where can I find the support? How can I get this, the, you know, my, my body in order and then move to the next thing. And, and that is going to create the best, best birth outcomes, the best pregnancy outcomes, the best health outcomes for both you and your baby. So it's not, again, some arbitrary number. It's really just taking honest assessment of where you are in your, in your body and making the decision based on that. Such a great answer. I wish, I wish our, our doctors would tell us that too. (laughs) It's hard because it's such a personal question, right? And and doctors have a tendency to try and meet the masses. Mm-hmm. And so they're, you know, putting those, those arbitrary oftentimes numbers in place to reflect, you know, the population as a whole. And that's really putting a big damper on the health and well-being of moms mm-hmm. particularly. Yeah. Well, that does it for our questions today. Thank you so much for just being vulnerable and giving us so much insight, even, you know, with these short questions, it was just, it was amazing to hear just your own experience as well as learn some really cool things too. I appreciate you so, so much. Thank you for hosting me on my podcast. Like that's never been done. It's so cool. So cool. And I appreciate it. I'm going to go change my shirt because I've got like giant sweat marks now. I hope you all still love me after that. And definitely let's connect and let me know how that feels for you. Shoot me over an email. I'd love to, to dive deeper with you if you all are listening and can relate or maybe not. So yeah, thank you. Love this episode? Let us know by leaving an amazing review. Your support is everything. Want more? Head over to postpartumu.com. That's postpartum, the letter U.com, and explore how we support moms like you in holistic, whole body healing that's specific for the unique needs of mamas in the years postpartum. See you there.